Hello and welcome to Move the Line, presented by PropSwap. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the app today. Enter our promo code 444 when you make your first deposit. Find folks over at PropSwap will match it up to $500. I am Ryan Noonan, joined here as always by my two favorite fellow prop degenerates. Connor Allen, what is going on, my friends? Uh, you know, another day, another dollar, you know, just out here grinding them prop streets. Uh, got some good bets for today, I think. I mean, we actually, I felt pretty good that we had some good early stuff, uh, you know, like a bunch of great early line movement in some of our props. Yeah. Um, stuff and, we can't talk about tonight because it's dead. Yeah, because it's dead. Like, I'm, you know, usually I'll be like, oh, I got like one or two left. I got, I had nothing. Um, so I had, uh, you know, dig deep, got a play that I haven't posted anywhere. And, you know, the other ones are fresh, so... We're ready to go. Man of the people, Connor Allen, putting in work, grinding the prop streets after he's already got CLV uh, to the moon. So, yeah, um, we, we had some some rushing props on the quarterbacks. Uh, that uh, Those numbers are have dissipated uh, in quick, short order there. Uh, also joining us, as always, our buddy Proppy, Prop Stars. Alex, what's going on, my man? Ryan, what's good, brother? Connor, good to see you. Is that a new backdrop, Connor? Uh Nope, nope. Still stuck in the Hyatt place in Bloomington. <laughs> I think the lighting's a little different. You know? Yeah, the fixture I think was on behind your other shoulder in the last uh, last week. So, mm, okay. Yeah, I wasn't are, sure. Are you sure? Did. I think you've <laughs> been in the, sure. you've been in the garden. I think you've been hidden in the garden it's... before this. But I'm pretty sure, you... guys. No, sorry, um, I mean, I'm almost positive it's the same. I mean, Connor would know <laughs> because he probably does it the same. But I mean, good for you though, Alex. I mean, no judgment here. I mean, I mean, High Place has not yet given me the authority to move stuff around in the room yet. Even though I like basically live here, I am able to walk around and do whatever I want in the rest of the hotel. But no, no, like furniture movements yet. Do you wear shoes when you leave your room? Um, I almost all the time. I actually. Went down to get food shoeless uh, yesterday, and I felt really gross about it. But uh, I mean, that's when you know you're right at home. Is when you, yeah. I, I mean, I was like, just just got out of the shower. I was like, whatever, fuck it. I mean, let's walk down there, and you know, what are they gonna say? I mean, Did you get a cranberry juice in a uh, yogurt <laughs> container? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. What's going on down there? How are we doing? Oh, uh, it's. I mean, it's not bad. They got like those, like you know, nice dispensers of like like orange juice and. Like hot tea all the time and hot coffee and oh, fresh tap. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. I mean, it's I mean, all things good considered. mixture. Yeah, yeah, all things considered. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate the updates. Uh, it's always good to uh, find out what you're going, what's going on with you out there in the uh, the woods in Indiana. We miss you here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, we are going to do what we typically do in this space. Um, Alex, get this out. Get your people in here. Get them fired up. Um, let's get your Twitter questions. Let's get some questions in the chat. Uh, we're going to go around the horn here. We each have three props for you, and then uh, we will answer your questions. And then we will also dive into Producer Sal's prop tool player bet of the week, as we always do in the space. Obviously, the pickings are getting a little thin because we only have four games, uh, but we are doing our best to uh, to tackle all these. And again, Hit us up with the chat. That way we get any angles that you're looking at. We want to make sure that we take care of those for you, things that you're considering. Uh, but this is, in my opinion, the best football weekend of the year. I think that's kind of the general consensus, too. I mean, we have 
eight teams. I think Connor pointed this out on our Wednesday show. We got eight teams that really belong. We don't feel like we have any of the uh, hanger honors, the uh, Steelers, no you know, condolences to the Steelers and the Eagles. Uh, it was great that you made the playoffs and everything, but like we feel like these teams all kind of are live at this point to uh, win the Super Bowl and uh, good football makes for good content. And hopefully we have some of that here for you. Also want to remind you, we have set the clock forward. We talked about it last week. You can go over now, 444.com slash plans. You can get a betting sub. It's going to get you access to everything on our site, everything betting wise, tools, content, uh, subscriber only discord. If you still do DFS, uh, you get that season long dynasty, best ball redraft, everything. Uh, and then all the sports that we do too, that's always on the betting side. So 444.com slash plans betting sub is going to take you from now until next February, February of 2023. So uh, it is a great deal short-term temporary discount to get started. You can find that out over there. Uh, check it out. If you have any questions, let us know. We're happy to help. And let's get it started. Connor Allen, your first prop of the division round, my friend. All right. My first prop is Alan Lazard over 38 and a half receiving yards. Um, it is been a tradition of mine to take Alan Lazard unders, uh, but the reality is now we're looking at uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, out. And um, you're looking at the 49 the 49ers and Packers game. We talked about like the handicap in general, but I've played a lot of prop bets in this game based on how I expect this game to go. Um, I expect the 49ers to go very run heavy. I expect them to lean on the running attack. And I expect them to have success doing so. Um, on the same hand, the 49ers run defense is very strong. And I expect the um, you know second in EPA, and I expect the Packers to go a little bit pass heavier than normal. I know that you're on some of the pass uh, passing overs as well for the Packers, Noonan. Yep. Um, and so you know, with those things considered here, now we're looking at like the number two option here. Aaron Rodgers probably going to go pass heavy against a you know relatively average 49er secondary. Um, I think that over 38 is a good look here. Um, I also took the over three and a half receptions at plus money. I think that that's interesting as well. Um, he's hit that in each of his past two games. Uh, and, you know, as he sees a bigger role, I think that this is another good spot for him to continue that ascendance. And also, it's like 38 yards is basically, I mean, it's like nothing for, uh, you know, for that, for a guy like that that can, uh, you know, really, really pop one off at any time. I've, you know, been on the tail end of losing one of those on a pretty similar number on one catch. Yeah. Um, my only concern, Randall Cobb comes back. I'm sure that'll draw a little bit. He'll probably get a little bit of attention. But at the same time, like, I mean, there's enough to go around where, you know, four or five targets, Randall Cobb, you know, five, six targets, Alan Lazard, and whatever, 10 to 12, Devontae Adams. I think that's very much in the range of outcomes. Yeah, and Randall Cobb's coming fresh off of, you know, core surgery and has missed, you know, eight weeks. So, sure, he's probably fine, but he steps into a role that has been – Lazard does in a role that's kind of been ascending anyway. So, I I, I tailed it uh, and as soon as you pop that one up because I think it makes a lot of sense – as soon as that MVS news broke. And uh, I think when we get confirmation, we don't typically see doubtful to active. So, but I think when we get that confirmation, we probably see even a little bit more steam on it quite a bit. So I like that one a lot. I have a theme this week. We've had themes this season. Connor is, uh, is the bad quarterback theme, right? Bad quarterback unders and he's crushed all season. I believe I had an exclusively uh, multiply exclusive, like wide receiver overs week. I had a tight ends week that I think I had like four tight end props on the show. This is a play the best plays week. I, I'm I am I'm leaning into studs and I am leaning into teams not wanting to go home 
get on the plane after the playoff game ended with their tail between their legs going, I didn't get my stud the ball. So we're going to go studs only. My first one, Debo Samuel, over 38 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I took this in our Discord on Wednesday at 35 and a half, but I'm going to give it tonight as well at 38 because I still think it's in play. Um, what Debo has been doing this season is, I, I mean, it, it's reported, but I feel like it's still underrated how awesome he has been as a runner. Um, you think through the first nine weeks of the season, we didn't think anything of it. Uh, he had six carries for 22 yards and was dominating as a receiver. He was just rolling out of bed, eight, nine, ten targets, crushing there, getting close to a thousand receiving yards. But then through poor performance at the position, injuries at the position, Kyle Shanahan just has unleashed this stud. And we have just seen this multifaceted dude take over football games. And I was basically getting 13 interactions a game, at least over the last month or two between carries and, uh, and targets. And it's really been leaning on the carries. And to Connor's point, this is the, there's a mismatch on both sides of the ball. The Niners are going to be able to run the football and they're not going to want to pass the ball in the cold. Jimmy G's beat up. They're going to lean on Elijah Mitchell and they were going to go heavy on Debo as well. Uh, I love this play. I would play it up to 40. Just some of the actual stats. There's some stuff from, uh, you know, from an EPA standpoint, some stuff from PFF too. Um, so he's had, Samuel's had 80 backfield snaps this season. His, the EPA for the, the Niners offense on those snaps is 0.337. We don't have great context of what that means yet, but the, the 0.337 is more than double of what the Bucks offense is which is 0.143. That's the leader in EPA from an offensive standpoint per play. So like he is more than double the most efficient offense in the league from an EPA standpoint when he is taking a backfield snap. He has the highest broken tackle rate that PFF has ever tracked with guys had that have more than 50 touches. The dude is insane with the ball in his hands. There, there's no way they're not going to give him eight carries in this game. He's super efficient in doing so. 38 and a half is not a high threshold. I mean, I'm telling you 40 because again, I got it at 35 and a half. But like I put a sprinkle on him for the leading rusher this weekend at like 35 to one earlier. Um, I think that he has a massive game. He has massive big playability. Um, love Debo in this spot. Alex, what do you got, buddy? I love this play as well. I also gave this out to my Slack group at 35 and a half yards. Actually. The only play I've given out so far to my Slack group, that is how much I love this prop. Um, yeah, I have uh, love it at 35. I think it's absolutely in play at 38 and a half. I second your uh, take regarding Debo. It is not talked about enough just how dynamic this guy is. His ability to seamlessly transition from running back to wide receiver is something I've never seen before. In my opinion, he should be the front runner for offensive player of the year. As well, I know Cooper Cup had a historically great season. I know Jonathan Taylor obviously uh, had an excellent season as well. But yeah, just uh, Debo's ability to play both positions. Even when he plays quarterback, he looks like the best quarterback on San Francisco. So yeah, this guy is absolutely phenomenal. Just electric with the ball in his hands. And yeah, something I've never seen before. So absolutely love that play, Ryan. My first play, I'm going to stick with something that is somewhat correlated and is in this game. And that is going to be Brandon Ayuk. Under four and a half receptions. 
I got this at minus 135 at Caesars. Ayuk has only caught five passes in five of 17 games this season. Uh, despite the uptick in recent production, the 49ers, like you had briefly touched on, are still a slow pace, run first offense. Uh, Jimmy G is also dealing with a variety of injuries and ailments. The weather in Green Bay is supposed to be frigid, sub 10 degrees, not conducive to a lot of passing uh, 49ers also have a negative 6% pass rate over expected only the Titans are more tilted towards the run uh, playing the Packers who are, as you mentioned, a lot easier to run against than they are to attack through the air as well. Similar to the 49ers. They also play very, very slowly. They led the NFL in time of possession this season. That was certainly by design in my opinion as well. Uh, Ayuk has just 1.44 yards per route run. Just a risky bet, in my opinion, in a low-volume environment. Between the frigid temperatures, Garoppolo's injuries, both teams looking to chew up a ton of clock, I think this is a great spot to fade IU this week. Yeah, like you said, it's going to be path of least resistance for them is going to be running the football. Jimmy G's all dinged up with the shoulder, with the thumb, with the weather, all those variables. And we just haven't seen ceiling games, really, from Ayuk. Uh, he's, he's been, like, steady for a while, but, like, there just hasn't been – these massive, massive games. I don't think this is a spot for him to do it to. Jerry Alexander coming back, all these different things. So, yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Three plays from uh, the Saturday night cap there. Uh, Connor, what is uh, play number two for you? Well, I'm actually, you know, doubling down here. My, my play number two is also on Brandon Ayuk's under. Uh, I took the under 53 and a half yards. Uh, I think kind of the same analysis there. You know, I just don't think that they're really going to pass enough. And if when he does, he's going to see Jerry Alexander a bunch and, you know, uh, there's just so many ways for him to go under here. So I think that uh, the under exceptions I looked at too, I wasn't able to grab the minus 135. Most other outs are like minus 140, minus 145. I even see some minus 160s at that point. I mean, it's a lot of juice to pay, but at the same time, I mean, five receptions is a lot. So um, I, I leaned under on the yard just because of the juice, but I think that both are good plays to be able to find, you know, anything below minus 140. Only juice when you lose, Connor. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's uh, what our good friend George says, you know, something, 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to walk away from anything like that. But, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I think that that's a, a, a solid look. Uh, Alex gave good analysis on that, too, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's only juice when you lose. All right. <laughs> um, again, play the best place. Jamar Chase, over 76 and a half receiving yards. Uh, again, you want to get it in our Discord. This is a little bit lighter on Wednesday. I took it. I still feel good with it at 76 and a half. It's a big number, but this is a big boy football player. And uh, the Bengals have been skewing more pass-centric of late. Over the past four weeks, their pass rate over expectation is up 8% when the game is within three points. And it's up 14% when they're leading by more than a field goal. So kind of against what you would think when they would start to go run heavy. They are just finding that they are more efficient and more successful in passing the football. We've been kind of clamoring for this team to go pass heavy, and they've started to do so. The numbers are starting to back that out in a neutral script. So, And Jamar Chase has really solidified himself as the alpha here. We have three straight roles or weeks where he is in that dominant role. Ten targets, 12 targets, 12 targets in the last three games where the starters are played. we got a target share north of 30%. We have an air yard share north of 52%. He's just an absolute beast. And then we have a Titan secondary that is 28th in explosive pass rate allowed over the last eight weeks. Um, Jack Robert Jenkins, which is 
again, I talked about this on the DFS show. What a boss move to change your name from Janoris to Jackrabbit. Like, is very much an alpha move. He's probably not going to play. So we have a weak secondary that's going to be even more decimated for the Titans. Uh, again, there's no shot that Jim, that Joe Burrow is going to be standing on the sideline in the fourth quarter, holding his helmet, getting the absolute, you know, his ass kicked in going, I wish I would have thrown to Jamar Chase more. They're going to throw to Jamar Chase. The matchup here to win is vertical on the outside. Jamar Chase explodes. Our projections have him like 104 yards, which we typically do. Sometimes we have these spots where like, remember last year, Connor, like DK Metcalf every week was like 105 yards, like projected wise. Like, oh yeah. This is where Jamar Chase is now, and we have to kind of acknowledge that that's who he is. That's kind of the chemistry that they have, and uh, play the best plays we. So. Love it, love it. I mean, I was I thought about taking Higgins too, uh, and I think that, I mean, it's kind of like fishy, but I feel like you know Burrow overs are also in play. You know, just because I mean the only concern there is volume. It's just, but yeah. even then, like, does it matter? Like, I mean, they should just pass all game and pass all over this Titans team. So. It's gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah. What do you, What do you guys think if I change the name to Jackrabbit Selznick? <laughs> I think you should. Like, really, I'm so curious. And I probably could do a little bit of digging and find out why. But like, I mean, first of all, change your name as an adult anyway is kind of a, an alpha move. But like, agreed. Yeah. To go from Janoris to Jackrabbit is so strong that I have just a ton of respect for him. Um, I hope he takes the week off because we want to cash some props. But like, man, Jackrabbit. What did, I mean, what did you think about the whole like meta world peace thing? You know, I thought that that's. I loved it. I loved it as well. I, <laughs> yeah. I, with Ryan I mean, King. anytime if you're you not your name legally as an adult, it is a alpha strong move. Commands uh, automatic respect from me. And I'm looking there. for a name change, so I'm in yeah, the like, market. I'm going over some options right now. If anyone wants to submit some, even right now, feel free to. Probably. I mean. Probably like imagine it. hating world peace. You know, like you can't even say you hate meta world peace because then you're hating world peace. So like. All of the good ones, I mean, too. So back in the day, even before my time in the NBA, is World Be Free. Love World Be Free. Oh, yeah. World Be Free. Recently, we've had uh, Enos Cantor become Enos Freedom, which boss move. Um, Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, like, there's – it's a 100% boss move ratio. Like, there's no – there's no week. Maybe I'm missing one, but like, I can't think of a time where it was like Ultimate uh, Warrior changed his name to Ultimate Warrior as well. Like the <laughs> actual legal name was Ultimate Warrior. Oh man. I mean, you name. have to be so secure with yourself that you don't have to explain shit to anyone. You know what I mean? Like imagine someone's like, oh, like nice to meet you. I'm you know, Alex. Like I'm Ultimate Warrior. Like, he actually did that because <laughs> The, I, I believe this is true. Don't quote me on this, but the WWE at, or WWF at the time wanted to trademark his character because they own the rights to the characters after you leave. So in uh, order to like maintain his name, he hmm. legally changed it to Ultimate Warrior because he couldn't use the name Ultimate Warrior if he was wrestling outside of WWF. So wow. it's actually a pretty genius move on his. Actually, job. is yeah. yeah. I wonder so, if uh, 
I wonder if Coco Beware gave that consideration. Yeah. <laughs> Good segue into my next prop, which uh, I actually think this the, the theme of the night has been uh, correlated props. I think this one correlates beautifully with the Jamar Chase one that Ryan just gave out. It is Joe Mixon under 60 and a half rushing yards. Found this at minus 115 on DraftKings, also available on FanDuel. It's never available on every book that I saw. Uh, yes, Mixon's been held under in five of six games, five of the last six games, excuse me, averaging right around three yards per carry, pretty ineffective over that span as well. Uh, Ryan talked about it, and the Bengals have become a much more pass-centric, pass-heavy offense as well. Uh, the Titans are also very solid against the run. They rank 11th in EPA allowed per rush. Uh, the Titans have actually allowed the second-fewest rushing yards to opposing running backs this season 1087 only four yards more allowed than the bucks who were first in this category I don't typically associate the titans with a dominant rush defense but they've been excellent this season titans um have not allowed a running back to eclipse this total since week eight when jonathan taylor did it um they've only allowed three running backs all season i was Blown away when I saw this. Two Eclipse 60 yards rushing. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, and we mentioned in week eight. Um, James Robinson back, at, I believe, in week five. And then in week one, Chase Edmonds. Only three running backs all season. Wow. And it came in the first half of the season. So, yeah, I think this is just a great spot to fade Joe Mixon. I think the Bengals are going to throw the ball quite a bit. And Tennessee has a very, very, very stout rush defense. So taking Joe Mixon under 60 and a half. I feel like it should have opened at like 53 or 54 yards. Yeah, I think that's a good look. Again, correlates with the the chase playing, again, more so the pass rate over expectation stuff where they're starting to be a little bit more aggressive on first down, second down. We have Eric Eager on our show on Wednesday from PFF. Eric is uh, in Cincinnati. He's attended multiple games, of course, some of the recent games too. And he said nothing takes the air out of that stadium like uh, early carry or, you know, early down Joe Mixon carry. So uh, they're starting I to understand. In the, season, the, the Bengals led the NFL in uh, rushing attempts on first down. I know that was like a big point of contention because yeah. of like, how effective Joe uh, Burrow has been and how ineffective Mixon has been and just how uh, predictable the play calling as well. So it's nice to see them transition away from that a bit and uh, become a more pass-heavy offense when you had Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Uh, yeah, it's hard. And Joe Burrow. It's hard not to uh, air the ball out a ton. I think early in the season they were reluctant to really test him with his knee, right? We, they were kind of they were a massive pass-heavy offense last year. We were expecting them too to come back and do it this year, and then they were a little reluctant to. But I think we're kind of in the spot now where you know Zach Taylor knows he can't really put he can't put the Ferrari back in the garage. Like he, it's already out. We're going. It's warmed up. Uh, so we need to continue to to lean on it. And yeah, Mixon's probably you know he's an above-average rusher. He's a talented three-down back, but he is not going to be able to get you. You just look at what basic standard league average EPA per play, even the top uh, elite rushing offenses aren't even close to like some of the bottom of the league passing offenses. It just is such a better way to move the football. And sometimes it takes these teams a little bit uh, to recognize that, but uh, here we are and uh, wheels up for Bengals passing game. So, all right. So we have each shared two. We each have one more to go and then we're going to get to your questions. So again, continue to fill up, questions in the chat we will highlight those and make our way through and tackle anything that you have uh, what's on your card what is on your mind what do you you know have in your cart at the sports book that you haven't clicked by yet that you want to run by us first want to help all those for you also want to tell you again a little bit more about our sponsor uh, prop swap again 
PropSwap.com, or you can download the app, use our promo code 444, and they will match your initial deposit up to $500. Uh, fantastic features like filtering based off best value. They have a free activity feed where you can stay in the know with all the big sales, a new hot ticket for sale uh, thing that's up there too. And then if you start to get into it a little bit, loyalty rewards with extra bonus cash, much, much more. Um, I was digging around today. There are still some great stuff. If you're looking to get something, like, if you're still on the bangles like we are, there are some bangles numbers that are still in like the 17s or 18 to one to win the Super Bowl, where the market has them around 12. Uh, there's a Niners ticket out there that is like seven and a half to one to win the NFC, whereas the market has them at five to one. So again, a good spot to take advantage of futures. If you had something, you know, you have your ticket that you want to sell, then maybe you want to cash out. It's a great place to do that too for buying and selling. So uh, again. PropSwap.com, promo code 444, and it will match your first deposit up to 500 bucks. Connor, take us home. Prop number three. Prop number three, something that, you know, we've we've actually been hitting a lot of the, the Saturday games, it looks like, right? Just basically, you know, almost Saturday exclusive here, I think. Yeah, um, almost. Yeah, you know, this is not on purpose. I just think that, you know, we are where we are. There's still a few things that need to be dropped in the Sunday game. So, you know, we'll sure. kind of, you know, take that for what it's worth. But here I like CJ Uzoma under 32 and a half receiving yards is available at DK. Also 31 and a half at FanDuel, points bet, uh, most other legal shops. Uh, I think this line's a little bit inflated due to his recent performance. He's obviously played better as of late, but now draws the toughest matchup amongst all the pass catchers. Safety, Kevin Byard will probably cover him for a good chunk of the game. The rest of the Titan secondaries, you guys mentioned, pretty weak. Um, so, you know, if you have the option to throw to C.J. Ozoma or Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I think that, you know, he kind of falls to that fourth, you know, maybe even fifth in the pecking order behind, you know, like uh, Joe Mixon potentially even in the passing game and his, his line's closer to 20. So I think that uh, at that point, like, we're really going to see, uh, you know, Uzoma struggle. I mean, he has gone under 40 yards in 13 of his 17 games. He's gone under 32 and a half in 10 of 17 games. So, you know, the, obviously the recent usage is kind of propped up his line a little bit, but I think that, you know, all things considered in the matchup, I really think that he should probably be closer to like 28, 29, and you know, he'll probably end up in the 20s when it's all said and done. Yeah, Titans are third in DVOA against the tight end position in the season. They already um, talked about the secondary on the outside being weak. The safeties are really strong. So um, that's kind of what's going to match up against the tight end like Ozoma. So, yeah, I like that look quite a bit. Again, this all correlates really well, right? We're, we're It's like we did this together, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're doing this but together. We, did. we, did together. we do <laughs> this together. We do this together, but like our plays happened organically. Yeah, I think they grew. Did you prune them this morning? It was like three, three chefs that entered the kitchen together. Mm. Uh, we didn't talk about what dish we were making. We all brought <laughs> the same or different ingredients, and then we just cooked something up that was just a great prop pour. stew, you know? It's just fucking, yeah. A beautiful prop porridge. <laughs> I had some Connor special ingredients. I threw some some stuff from the garden in there as well. Some garnishes. Spice it up. Yeah, it's yeah. garnishes. Oh, it's coming out well so well. far. We're eating well. Yeah, it's, it's coming out well so far. So um, you got to absolutely love it. So, yeah, happy Ozark Day to anyone out there who celebrates. Um, don't talk to Alex about it. He is willing I am able to, um, you know, spoil anything for you. So I we just couldn't to... believe that died. Did I just, I just said something. I think it was muted. I'm going to say I it just... again. I couldn't believe that. 
<laughs> if you don't watch Ozark, you're missing out. It's a great show. Um, yeah, we don't need to do another 10, 15 minute show on TV, but uh, watch Ozark. <laughs> people like that episode. I mean, I don't know. That's our highest rated episode on Those, IMDb, People actually. love. They love their Game of Thrones discussions. Uh, Ozark discussions are, are equally tremendous. So definitely check that out. So we'll be having uh, a Twitter Spaces uh, episode about. Yeah, all I gotta say is if that if after watching like Narcos and Ozark, if you don't want to be like a drug lord, you know, I think you're just like you know, you didn't really watch. You didn't pay attention. You know? <laughs> I don't know that I really want to after watching Ozark. So hey, maybe not wandering much in this hotel. That's why he's in that hotel. Yeah, he's What's like Ruth. On? He's yeah. wandering money in that crusty old hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Better check yeah. behind the the Bible and the oh, check the floorboards oh, at that hotel. I love Ruth. I don't know about that's the best Ruth line ever. I'm a big Darlene fan. Are you? <laughs> you would be. You would be. <laughs> when you say fan. Yeah, I think she's attractive. Yeah. Those are your favorite well. scenes? Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite scenes. I love Jacob as well. It's really yeah. That, you want to be Jacob for Halloween? <laughs> I love his, like, his little, like, sayings as well. The sayings he would come up with, the stories. It was such a great introduction to Jacob where he told that hillbilly story. And Darlene just comes and stabs that dude in the neck. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Oh, man. Uh, Everyone watch Ozark. It's it's fantastic. Uh, all right. I last of my play the best plays picks this week, and a little different. I'm gonna give you because we we're talking about this in our Discord. We're having some good discussions around you know the again Packers passing game. Connor's on Alan Lazard. I tail that. We think that they're gonna struggle to run. I really wanted to take some unders on the Packers rushing game, but some of those numbers are a little too light, uh, both from a carry standpoint and the yards, like because. Again, we liked it with Zeke last week against this Niners defense, but like both Jones and Dylan have a little bit more juice in the tank than what Zeke has. So stayed away from those so far. We'll kind of watch and see if they get steamed at all. But uh, I like the Packers passing game. And again, 18 targets in the first game that they played back in week three. Devontae Adams is going to be a massive part of this game. The Niners do not have anyone in the back half to slow him down, and Rodgers is going to be forced to throw. So I'm doing a plus 167 on FanDuel. Same game parlay. Aaron Rodgers over 264 and a half passing yards. Devontae Adams over 94 and a half is what it is now. Uh, 94 and a half receiving yards. Got a 91 and a half, I think, a couple days ago in our Discord. Sign up for a sub. Get in our Discord. Get the best of the number. Again, for all those points, they're going to struggle to run the ball. They will attempt to run the ball. They, I think they will have a uh, efficient passing game. Again, they are not going to be deterred by the weather. And Devontae Adams has – there's no one stopping him. Again, 18 targets in the first game. There's no way he's leaving without 10 to 12 here. Uh, has big playability. Love this one. Plus 167 on FanDuel. All right. Oh, we got that'll, that'll bring me to our final play, my third and final play. Uh, it is Devin Singletary over 82 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I saw this line actually on FanDuel. I believe it's 84 on uh, other books. So if you have access to FanDuel, there's my guy, Ultimate Warrior, and me combined. Love that. Thank you, Sal. But, uh, yeah, I would put FanDuel first if you do have access to this. Um yeah, Singletary's had at least 80 rushing yards alone in four of the last five games. Double-digit carries in five straight games. He's averaged 18.5 rushing attempts 
per game over that sample. He's cleared this number in five of six games. His only miss was that funky snow game against the Patriots. Still came up very close. He was only five yards short in that game. Uh, he's completely dominating backfield touches for Buffalo. Zach Moss had just one rushing attempt last week in the Buffalo's most important game versus New England while Matt Breida was inactive. So that should give you an indication that they fully trust Singletary in this backfield. He is their guy. Bills have been a lot more balanced. It's clearly working for them. Uh, I read an article. I think I actually talked about this last week. The Bills have been deploying a six offensive lineman a lot more recently. They did a season high 16 times in week 18 versus the Jets. I wasn't able to find out actually how many times they did last week versus the Patriots, but there has clearly been a concerted effort and an emphasis to become a much more balanced team, multidimensional, just run the ball a lot more. I think Kansas City is a good matchup as well. Ranked 20th in rushing DVOA. They're giving up an average of 143 uh, combined rushing and receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. That is the sixth most in the NFL. Chiefs have allowed a back to eclipse this number in five of the last seven games as well. So I absolutely love Devin Singletary over 82 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I like it, man. I like it. This is a good show. I feel like there's some good juju happening here. Um, again, that one's not correlated with all the rest of our stuff, but again, it, it fits. Um, I think you did a good job laying it out. Producer Sal, as always, fantastic job with the ultimate warrior. Um, Again, if you are listening on the podcast, we appreciate that very much. Uh, rate and review, subscribe. That way you don't miss the show. Let's other people find us. Keeps the lights on, keeps it free. We also do it on YouTube as well. You can watch and hang out with us. It gets a little bit more interactive. Uh, Sal on the ones and twos behind the scene here is always putting up some cool stuff for us to uh, keep it light and keep it fresh. So, uh, all right, let's touch on some of the questions here from our listeners. Again, we're going to hang out with you and uh, – you know, answer some of your stuff. So, uh, oh, before let's recap what we have here. Uh, run down if you were joining late or if you were listening. Uh, first from uh, Connor, Alan Lazard over 30 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he also has a Brandon Ayuk under 53 and a half receiving yards and CJ Uzoma under 32 and a half receiving yards. So no bad quarterbacks left in the playoffs uh, forces Connor to take wide receiver and uh, tight end place. Uh, I hit on uh, Debo Samuel over 38 and a half rushing yards, Jamar chase over 76 and a half receiving yards in the same game parlay at plus plus one sixty-seven on Rogers and Adams over their numbers, play the best plays week here on move the line. And then Alex wraps us up with the Devin Singletary over 82 and a half rushing and receiving combined Joe Mixon under 60 and a half Brandon Ayuk under four and a half receptions all right folks your turn time to get into some stuff here brian has a question on our thoughts on jamar chase top wide receiver from a receiving yard standpoint for the divisional round at 10 to 1 and then uh elijah mitchell as the rushing leader at plus 450 i know that our boy dalton in slack dalton's been absolutely killing these special markets all season long and I know we got the Mitchell down at 475. Uh, I know that he gave Chase out. Let me see what the Chase number is because um, I know that that one was given out too. Because, uh, again, he waits for these and then pops them, pops the ones he likes right away. And he's been all over the uh, – I'll say Chase is held at 10 to 1. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a sprinkle of both. Um, you guys have any opinions here? I, I think uh, both are – 
worth a sprinkle. Um, obviously, there's going to be some excellent wide receivers uh, still sure. playing today, looking across the board. Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans. Um, yeah, just Devontae Adams, obviously. Just a lot of excellent, I think most of the uh, league's elite wide receivers are still left. So, yeah, I think uh, definitely worth a sprinkle. Seems to me like it's priced fairly appropriately. Uh, I yeah. do like the Elijah Mitchell one uh, a bit more if I had to pick between the two, I do think there's a great case. He may end up leading um, the slate in rushing attempts, which obviously correlates well to yardage. And if they get rolling, I could see him being in the triple digits. So yeah, if you also look at uh, the projected rushing totals, I believe he's first as well, which would obviously indicate that uh, he's projected to uh, rush for quite a few yards as well. So yeah, that looks good too. Yeah, I, I think that another one play that he liked uh, as well was uh, T. Higgins, uh, twenty to one to have most receiving yards. I think yeah. that's I'm more inclined to do that. I think uh, just because of the odds, because I think that he in that range, I think he's the only one capable. I mean, he had what one ninety four like a couple weeks ago. Soft matchup, like you know, everyone is down on him after he did nothing last week. Uh, you know, I think that this is a good bounce back spot. Like, you know. I'm not saying this odds should be that much more than 20 to one on FanDuel, but I mean, you're looking at like, maybe he should be in the tier above. Like right now he's, he's tiered with like, like Gronk and like, you know, Debo, Tyler Boyd, Ty, Tyler Higby, you know, like, like that's like too low, you know, like he shouldn't, he should be above that. Um, but obviously as Alex mentioned, I mean, there's like, you know, seven or eight guys who are capable of putting up like 150, 200 yards here. Yeah. No uh, one at those odds possesses the ceiling that T. Higgins, though. Exactly. Has. So I think that if you want to play this market, for me, it's it's the T. Higgins play. His ceiling is as good as any receiver, in my opinion. Like he's... I got down on, on three in this market. I took both Bengals guys, and I got Tyreek Hill at 14-1. to one, Oh, wow. Just, just egregious for him to be – you know, he should not – again, there's a laundry list of dudes that are alphas, and that's – again, that's why they're in the playoffs, uh, not by accident, but like – I know he hasn't been great of late, but like we're talking about Tyreek Hill and like the best game environment of the slate. Uh, so yeah, that one was a, a mistake too. But yeah, we have a question here from Zach around T Higgins as well. Um, we can touch on him. He's variable is, isn't stupid. Why wouldn't he double? Um, I'm assuming he means chase uh, teams just don't, they just don't double often. It's just not like you don't play a lot of man where you'd be doubling two guys on one. It just isn't something that, it's just not something you could do against the Bengals team like this. Um, it's just not how things make sense. Like you would think that every team would just double Devonte Adams all the time. Why can we ever throw him the ball 18 times? Why wouldn't you just double him? It's just not how you, you play defense. You they, do, they do bracket though. That's they like bracket. the thing. And that's yeah. what the Ravens did against Adams. Like, you know, they use either like doubled or bracketed on every play. Um, but I mean, I think he's, like Rogers still should have hit him for like he missed him on like what would have been like a fifty yard pass. So like, I mean he ended up with like fifty still. So yeah, and it should have been like a hundred. But bracket gets harder when you run crossers through a zone. It gets harder to track. Oh, yeah. um, things get out of position. So yeah, the they have you know there's no there's nothing like that duo in Green Bay. They have they've been dealing with this for years now. They're very efficient in understanding how to work around those things. So yeah, and I think. They might not have that chemistry yet in Cincinnati, but they have more guys that I think it's harder to account for than what the the Packers run out. So it's, it is even harder to do that because 
yeah, we love Jamar Chase and he has been kind of separating himself, but it's hard to argue with T Higgins ceiling here as well. So yeah, very much like that play and um, didn't take him in just the, the normal prop market, but I think sprinkling him here in the, in the futures and the specials, I think makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, SC wants to know about Jawan Jennings over two and a half receptions at plus money. Seems to be the third look for Jimmy G here. Yeah, I think he's been pretty consistently the third guy. Um, anyone have any thoughts on uh, even money for Juwan Jennings? Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I was on the under last time, but the thing is, like, as that guy was mentioning, he's saying he's like his third down like uh, guy. So, like, you know, every single time on third down, it looked like he was just going to pass to Jennings. I mean, he looked for him immediately. So even though he was barely seeing any work on first down, second down, you know, none of that, like no early down work. Anytime there was a third down, like a sh- any like short and intermediate, even like it was like just like automatic target to Jennings. So um, I think that the over is probably the play there. It's just that you're gonna have to run hot on them getting the third down and there being like you know that that play. I mean that's for me and that's that's a little bit too thin to take an over on. But I would definitely lean over and it. That it's I mean it's enough for me to stay away from the under for sure. Yeah, thirty eight percent of the team's targets on third down last week. Yeah, uh, which is pretty significant. But his his overall routes run dropped uh, quite a bit. He went from eighty four percent down to fifty nine percent last week. And again, in a run heavy game script, uh, that's gonna that's gonna happen. So if they do get in the lead or they stay neutral here, it makes it pretty hard for for Jennings. So you have to kind of think about how you expect the game script to go here. All right, next we have a question on Derek Henry. Under 80 and a half, uh, essentially being priced like he will be at at least 80% effectiveness. Again, uh, talking about the issues with the foot injury, uh, Shades of Edelman in 2013, re-breaking his foot in the championship game. Yeah, I mean, a running back coming off of a foot injury is not great. Uh, there are definitely outs here. The problem I had with 80 and a half, which I do think is probably still a little too high, was that I was uh, I missed the initial pop on Henry, which opened up even higher. So I uh, still would lean under, not a play that I'm making officially though. Uh, Alex, do you have any thoughts on Derek Henry in this spot? I pretty much agree. Just not knowing, um, you know, what he's going to look like tough for me, but yeah, I think that uh, getting it when it was, it opened at 83, you said, right. I think that was uh, a good move, but yeah, um, I tend to stay off when things sort of adjust. I feel like this, Seems pretty efficient, all things considered. I do anticipate him having a significant workload if he's healthy at this stage or relatively healthy. He's suiting up at this stage of the season. It's not to uh, yeah. split backfield work with Dante Foreman. He's going to get uh, 15 to 18 carries at minimum, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm personally staying away. I think if you like the Bengals, Connor, it's hard to swallow the Derrick Henry stuff. Yeah, I can't go over it. But at the same time, like this is one of those plays where – I think either side you pick, like if you are on the wrong side, you're going to feel dumb because it's going to be like, how could I fade Derrick Henry in a relatively good matchup, you know, coming back and he looks good in practice. Like if he goes way over, you know, and then if you take the over, you're like, how could I bet on the over on an injured player that like, you know, it's just seeing work. And like, you know, we knew the Bengals had a chance to like to win, or at least we like them. I like them to win. So, um, you know, like, I feel like either way, like you can talk yourself in, you want to double down here, Proppy or what? Let's do it, baby. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm down. Um, I mean, maybe not double down, but we can run it back. You know, uh, let's run it back. Yeah, what let's happened? What, what, where, where are well, we? Let what me tell you guys exactly what happened. I was, tweaked. I tweaked. Yeah, he got scared. What happened was we came to an agreement on a bet. We came to an agreement on the monetary amount. Look at Connor blushing right now. We then on air discussed we were going to come up with an additional 
kind of uh, yeah. agreement or wager that was going to be really fun, like Connor staying in a hotel or I'm staying in a seedy hotel. Mm-hmm. Or tattoos. Just talking, like, tattoos, tattoos wearing a wig, a dress, etc. I came up with multiple ideas, submitted them to Connor that evening. Nothing. Not a word. Not a peep. Zip. Nothing. Connor always gets back to me right away, so I knew something was... Um, no, I, I fell asleep shook. and then I woke I up. Knew and I knew he was shook. I got you. I got to you at like seven o'clock, Connor. It was like seven thirty, maybe I'm eight. At the, the I'm gonna pull up the MF and receipts. I'm gonna pull up the so, receipts. Not, not a word from Connor. <laughs> then of course he starts chirping when the Bengals end up winning and covering. <laughs> I get a day message from him, but it's like, dude, if you were that confident, you'd have me like in a dress right now, or like staying in like a flea bag motel, like stepping on a needle. If uh, he had been as confident as uh, he seems. So I want to not only do a monetary bet, I want to also do something uh, extracurricular as well. So if you have any ideas, Brian, uh, I'm all ears and I'm game. Neck tattoos. <laughs> Neck tats. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah. Look, you know, you remember forever. This is a memorable season. This is a memorable show. And I think the only way to really culminate all of those things is with the loser getting a neck tattoo. I mean, I, I mean, I just don't see any holes in the argument. Okay. I'll be honest, Alex, I'll be honest with you. So Connor, a couple months ago, or about you know, maybe two months ago at this point, he left for Indiana and he's, he's changed. He's a different person. He is. Okay. I've noticed the change in him as well. Uh, other, other, we have other friends that noticed it. He used to get back to me. He's, he's just different, man. Prompt, he's yeah. different. He's all this moral set of values. So all this money, he cashes this, you know, Rashad Penny ticket, goes to Indiana, is printing money in Indiana. Starts looking like like Eric Weddle. Just (laughs) he's just he's a different person. So I apologize. Um, I hopefully he works through this in the off season, and then we can come back together strong with the Connor Allen that we love for the first, you know. 10 weeks of the season on shows that he appeared on. And then we can start to <laughs> dial it back next year and start to do this your better. environment has a great effect and influence on your personality and your behavioral traits. So yeah, I yeah. Think just getting out of Indiana is it Bloomington that Connor's that. Yeah. It's the water here. It's like, it's like, it turned me into like venom, you know, like sometimes I just get like voices, you know, and like, I, I can't control myself, you know, it's a lot of parasites in, in the water. There, so. <laughs> He's used to going to bed, falling asleep with his lovely fiance. And now it's having to put his shoes on to go outside the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a box of Kleenex and a bottle of Jergens, and things are rough. <laughs> You know, things are <laughs> things are rough, I imagine. And the, the tension that's coming from that, I think, is starting to ooze, in, you know, into the show and permeates our relationships. And I, 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 I apologize. On the wall there. <laughs> there is some staff. There's some MRSA back there, too. So be careful. Uh-huh. It's kind of eating away at his brain a little bit. Oh, my God. We're done so, with this. <laughs> no, you need to settle. I need to know what you guys are betting on. Again, I'm to... open. Just know. Okay. Okay. Quick, quick, quick receipts. I did respond actually 10 minutes after I said, I like all of those. He said, do you want to contribute any? I said, no, those are all awesome. I forgot to tweet it out though. Like when did you send that one, Connor? At nine in the morning before the game. Oh. You know, I stay up all night in the lab. This is like and, when I get my like one or two and hours. I am working from 9am until all day, actually until like right until game time. And I forgot. And then I sent you the taunting message after I watched my victorious <laughs> Bengals team. Boom. Who did? Um, because really the bragging rights was more important to me than watching you stay Fair in enough. a hotel. So we're going to bet. We're going to bet a hundred bucks. 
Okay. Um, what's the nine? What are we taking? What's the official number? Here? Uh, I don't even know right now. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half, three and a half everywhere. So you got the Bengals at three and a half. Yep. Easy dubs. Done. 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 Um, done. All right, and then we'll do whoever loses has to like shotgun a beer. We'll do that. How about that? Okay. I actually don't drink. Well, I mean, not because of like an AA thing. I just don't drink. So that, that'll that be a big deal for me, actually. Well, I mean, we can do something else. I don't want to make you like uncomfortable. I did, I'm I not, I, like, I, I can drink. I'm not like <laughs> drinking because I had a, not drinking because I had a problem. I just like don't drink. Oh, okay. So Alex needs to shotgun a beer and Connor needs to spend some time in the garden before the exactly. show. Because those are Take opposite. I've, Connor can drink uh, for, for sports. Um, <laughs> and I, Alex spends time in the garden, so we need to flip flop. We'll work out the details. We do. That's we fine. That's fine. We'll work out the details. Uh, with two more, we have. Oh man, this is great. I believe this is Patrick. That Jack is, that is Patrick Let's go. Patrick in here often. Elite question. First of all, elite <laughs> use of uh, your YouTube subscription. Jack Rabbit McGriner wants to know about Julio Jones under forty-seven and a half receiving yards on points bet. Uh, that, that is a big number. Connor and I love Julio. We took Julio week 18, cashed those tickets at 29 and a half yards. Coming off of his best game, well, his second best game of the season, but he had nine targets. That was a season high. I actually like Julio Jones quite a bit this week. Uh, yeah, I just think having that extra week of rest, no injury designation, he looked really good in week 18 as well. I'm expecting, I think that Henry coming back is also a, a plus for him as well. You have A.J. Brown opposite of him. Uh, furthermore, the Bengals actually, according to Football Outsiders, give up, I believe it's the third most production to opposing number two wide receivers. And they actually do a very good job covering opposing number one wide receivers. So just something to consider there, especially if you're looking at A.J. Brown props. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's just everything kind of matches up well for Julio. Obviously, this opened, I want to say, at 38 and a half, where it's since steamed up quite a bit but i like the three and a half receptions you can get that line i might have put that out on a bit different platform but yeah i i'm not looking at julio unders although i will say 47 and a half is probably where i would pass i'd probably play it up to probably 43 44 and a half but uh yeah to me it's over nothing personally got it yeah. Connor, any thoughts there buddy i i almost yeah it's i mean it's just like it's about right now it opened at 37 38 mm-hmm. uh and someone added us about it and i was like i don't know you know like Still not really sure. Like I feel like we got like a better number before, and now I'm feeling foolish. We probably should have just played it. Uh, Chasing it, yeah. Uh, Brandon is in uh, Bloomington and says there ain't much to do but to drink. Brandon, you need to go over to the local um, Duncan slash Baskin. Uh, get yourself a cappuccino blast from our buddy Connor Allen because uh, he is that is his store. He is uh, you know the owner over there and runs the ship. So you go over and. Uh, What's to do but drink? Drink some coffee. Drink, uh, drink a cappuccino blast with. Uh, and that's what I do all day. And then you just gotta drink your your pain away at night, you know, with, with actual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's some dark commentary. <laughs> it's funny, you know, because I ask people what he's to a do different and, person. Dude. I, I ask people what to do in Bloomington, and they're like, "Oh, like you can go hiking, all this stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And like there, there's so many nice trails and stuff. And I'm like, okay, but like, what is there to like do like at night? And they're just like, well, drink. Connor, can I ask a question? College Town. Yeah. How I'm many? Like, okay. Hi- how many hikes have you been on since you've uh, been in Bloomington? A uh, grand total of one with my fiance and dog when she visited. Mm. So yeah, I don't generally go hiking by myself. 
<laughs> I like to imagine you liking by yourself. <laughs> uh, Fred wants to know about OBJ. Uh, OBJ, 46 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he is no lean here. Um, that's so good. I just, I can picture Connor with like a, <laughs> you know, the, Camel back, you know, just out for a hike, you know. Same. After work, he's sad. Just, you know, just sad. 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 like fucking the quarter mile in and be like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, like, <laughs> fucking go sit my ass down in the bar and have a beer. Core's light in his camel back, just, just wasting the day away. Sad. Sun setting on Connor. <laughs> Looking for points, but opportunities. <laughs> uh, anyone have a thought on uh, Fred's OBJ thoughts? Um, I think I think that OBJ is in a I mean relatively decent spot here, um, just in terms of his usage. But uh, I don't I think the matchup's a little bit tough. I have a tough time handicapping this game. I think that the under we talked about this on our Wednesday show. I think the under I like a lot of like I thought about taking Brady under. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, I came I? really close. It was at 293. It's down to like 290. I think it would stay at 293. I was probably gonna do it. Um, I mean he has like all of his weapons banged up. Well, not all of them. A bunch of them banged up and. Like the interior pressure should be a lot for him, and he's not gonna have those quick options. Like I don't know, I think that it's, I think that some unders here are gonna be in play. So I think I, I gotta dig a little bit deeper and find out what it is. But um, for OBJ and the Rams again, I'm just not really sure how they attack it. Like uh, you know, I think that they're also could be an under team too. To be honest, like, I think this game could be like a you know 17-14 game out of nowhere. Even though this team's put up like 60 to 70, I think last time they played. Yeah, I wanted the Cam Akers under, and I was driving when it dropped. By the time I got to the ability, what did it come out at? Like fifty-six or yeah, fifty? Yeah, fifty-six and a half. Right? Yeah, too high. And now it's down to like fifty. Still think that that's a little too high considering uh, all that's going on there. But yeah, so still some stuff to uh, to kind of parse out in some of the, the Sunday games. So. Uh, again, we will be unpacking that all in our Discord over at 444.com. So uh, check out that if you are in there. We'll be busy as always. Now it is time for Producer Sal's NFL Prop Tool Bet of the Week. Sal has been crushing. I forget what the number is. Until um, you put that in the chat, I want to you know, let everyone know you've been uh, profitable for the season. I think he's up like seven, eight units here. Uh, but Sal, let's see what you got. Gabe Davis. All right. Gabe Davis over 35 and a half receiving yards here. Uh, projections around 53 on Gabe with nice value here uh, on this one. Obviously, uh, again, something that's tied to Josh Allen is uh, a place we probably want to be this weekend. You know, Gabe has really kind of solidified himself as the number two there, uh, even with, uh, you know, Manny Sanders coming back. Big, big targets. Uh, you know, lots of A dot there on Gabe Davis. Uh, Prop stars giving it the thumbs up. I'm guessing you uh, have some thoughts here. I do indeed. I gave this out. It was my favorite play that I gave out this morning on a, uh, a different stream appearance. Absolutely love this prop. Had at least 30 receiving yards in seven straight games. It's cleared this total in eight of the last nine games overall. Uh, I am missing my notes, but yeah, I absolutely love this spot. For Gabe Davis, 35 targets over the last five games. Second on the team, only to Stephon Diggs. Uh, I believe this game's going to be high scoring as well. He's their most explosive receiver outside of Diggs. He leads all Diggs for non, or yeah, all non-Diggs receivers with a 1.8. 
yards per route run. Uh, he can deliver a big week on a few plays with a 14.0 average depth of target. Uh, Chiefs 23rd in passing DVOA. Love the spot for Gabe Davis. I uh, has my complete seal of approval as I gave this play out earlier. Love it. I love that you also write stuff down. Do you also do you write handwritten letters to people still? I, I do. I do. I love it. You know, no, no need for technology. You know, you're prepared for. You could have lived in the, you know, in the medieval times, and you're ready to live in the post-apocalyptic times. You know, I'm prepared for everything. You're ready to go. Is it pencil or a pen? I use pen. Okay. Sometimes I use mechanical pencils. Yeah, I love. I love that. I mean, you know, the the world could have a nuclear winter, and all that would be left is Alex's prop written down on you know the sheets. Yeah, we can't log in or power up our computers, but Alex <laughs> has takes still because he wrote them all down. So yep. um, we need like a journal, you know, like a, like a big, like a big like binder with them all together, you know. Like I bought a big journal thinking I would like use it for that very reason, but I ended oh up kind of getting just loose paper. I just use Proppy's loose... archaic library of prop bets. <laughs> I should have a whole library the... behind me every season. <laughs> I do still write stuff out a little bit too. I have a little notebook that I use like for multiple sports, like for golf, for instance, I'll write all the guys down that I'm interested in and then I'll write down, you know, where I want to bet them at. So I have that captured. So same thing. Like I when before on Sunday morning, before games kick, I actually write down all of my bets that I have from all the books in one spot. So I don't have to open. I can kind of try to remember what am I sweating? What do I need? What am I looking for? So I do still write stuff down too. So I feel like I retain information a lot better as well mm. when I that, write it. I mean, everybody that makes sense. differently, but um, yeah, I, for, for doing all this streaming, it actually really helps me if I write things down uh, ahead of time. Cause then I'm able to recall it when I'm on stream at a later time. So it also kind of uh, works and works for me in that uh, aspect as well. Yep. Check some again. Reminder: the prop tool that you're looking at here. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, this is a, a, one of the many tools we have here at Four for Four. We have this on the NBA side as well. Uh, we can basically look at uh, what's out there in the marketplace. You can select by state, by book, by prop type. Uh, you can adjust props if you get something on an offshore book or something like that. But it is uh, related and ties into our projections here at Four for Four to get an understanding of where there is value. Our, our projections at Four for Four are. Um, I would put toe-to-toe with anyone in the industry. Um, John Paulson, uh, the man behind these, competes year in and year out with hundreds of other people on uh, fantasy pros from an accuracy standpoint. And he rolls out of bed and finishes in the top 10 and has won multiple times over the last decade or so. So we feel very confident that our props and the process behind the uh, the projections are, are really solid. So uh, this tool is, again, part of a subscription, part of the betting sub, 444.com slash plans. In the show notes, you can find all that information. So, Sal, thanks again uh, and continue to crush it. Uh, we will uh, be back again, as always, two shows next week. We will do a short show, I'm guessing. We'll only have two games to break down on Wednesday, and we'll only have two games to break down on Thursday. We're going to do the prop show on Thursday next week. So uh, keep a lookout for that. And again, as always, for Connor, for Alex, I'm Ryan. Head over to PropSwap.com. Deposit some money. 444 is the uh, promo code there. Check it out. Lots of cool stuff. New way to get into some uh, to some bets. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Everybody.